Welcome to the Habit Stack Podcast by Purple Crest. In this show, your host Rahul shares ideas and approaches for accelerated growth in business and life. If you're an entrepreneur or an ambitious professional, then this is a show for you. Learn from those who figured out how simple it can be to build a system for growth. Hey everyone, this episode is a conversation with Krishnan Kasturi Rangan. Krishnan is a former McKinsey & Company consultant and COO of Nolarity Communications, the largest cloud communications provider in Southeast Asia and Middle East. He is on a new mission, eliminate food waste. His latest pursuit, WasteLink, is a food surplus management company that helps food manufacturers manage their surplus and waste by transforming it into nutritional feed for animals. Krishnan made very interesting transitions during his career. Our conversation focused on understanding the thoughts, mental models, influences and habits that help Krishnan make such transitions. His journey and decision making is relevant for those building a career as well as those driven by the desire to create impact on their own terms. Enjoy listening to this one. Hey Krishnan, um, welcome. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining the show. Uh, let's get started. Um, you have had a very interesting career and I know that we recently spoke about uh, what you're working currently, but I want to get started uh, with uh, uh, learning more about what is the problem that you're working on now. Hey Rahul, um, great to talk to you as well. Um, so, you know, the problem I'm working on right now, I'm really excited about is actually, it's, is the problem of sustainable living. And, um, um, you know, one of the big challenges that uh, countries face, many countries face uh, is uh, in the space of uh, waste management and uh, particularly around what they do with uh, waste uh, in the food uh, ecosystem and supply chain. There are hundreds of thousands of tons of food that gets wasted uh, every year, uh, uh, especially in India. And uh, much of this is just thrown away in landfills uh, or incinerated uh, while they don't actually have to be. Uh, these are nutritious food, food that still have uh, value for someone in the ecosystem. And uh, we are solving that problem of, of picking up this excess and surplus food and finding uh, sustainable uses for that. Uh, typically, we, we are, this use has been in the space of animal feed. We feed livestock like cattle, poultry, uh, pigs, and, and, and aqua. But there is an opportunity to actually repurpose the food uh, for other uh, human-grade uh, you know, ingredients as well. So that is broadly the space, uh, Rahul, you can call this circular economy, you can call this uh, you know, uh, food upcycling uh, is, is what I'm presently working on. Wow, sounds like a massive problem and uh, it is definitely unsolved and so good to know that uh, folks like you are working on it. Uh, and you started this very recently, right? 
that is correct. The, the, I joined this full time very recently. The company has been around for about uh, three years now. It was started by a, a, a dear friend uh, who I who uh, we used to work together uh, back at uh, Molarity, another startup I used to be with. Uh, he left that uh, startup about three years ago and, and started uh, Wasteland. Uh, I was originally an, an investor uh, advising and observing on the sidelines. Uh, but having seen some of the fantastic work he did, uh, defining the business model, proving the concept, and uh, bringing on board uh, some incredibly prestigious clients, uh, I could no longer sit on the sidelines. So. So I, I jumped straight in and uh, uh, joined the, the company as a co-founder now and uh, looking to uh, scale the idea, scale the company and, and truly uh, solve the food waste problem uh, in India. Yeah, so. so from investor to entrepreneur, love it. Um, <laughs> tell me a little bit more uh, on that. Uh, you have been watching this venture for the last three years since its uh, inception because you have been an investor. You have been seeing the growth. Was there a particular moment or uh, uh, a set of processes uh, which inspired you uh, to take that plunge? Um, yeah, so I think, you know, uh, in, in the last... I would say three or four months. Um, I, I I I had started spending more time uh, with the Wastelink. This company is Wastelink. Uh, so I've been spending more time with uh, uh, Wastelink and was looking at what is it that we needed to do to uh, kind of place us on that dramatical scale up curve, right? I mean, what what is it? What are the things that will unlock uh, growth for us? And, uh, you know, typically for, uh, you know, uh, one of the things is capital, right? And, and uh, so I was uh, out and about speaking about the company and what we do, uh, our unit economics and, and, and what it looks like now, uh, the market opportunity and, and so on. And as I was repeating that story time and again uh, to a lot of my friends, uh, uh, and, and those in my network that I was trying to get advice from, I was getting, I was all the more convinced and, I, I, in, and it, it kind of happened over a, a Christmas meal with a friend. It's like, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> why, am, why am I not uh, in the middle of this, ro rolling up my sleeves and working with uh, uh, the founder and, in, 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 and, and making this, re uh, this a reality, both in you know, in terms of operationally scaling up, um, um, you know, go get clients and, and kind of take this concept to, to uh, uh, all the largest food, ma food manufacturers in India, uh, truly make a difference in this space uh, and create an impact. I think uh, another thing that was playing in my mind was impact. Uh, I, 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 I didn't want to miss out on an opportunity uh, where uh, I truly believe that I could make a massive impact on the, uh, you know, uh, environmental sustainability of the country. Very interesting. So uh, I specifically like the part where um, over Christmas parties you were having discussions with your friends, and that brought brought more clarity. And it reminded me of a book by Dan and Chip Heath called Decisive, and uh, there they speak about. Uh, uh, um, when there are situations where tough decisions need to be taken or decisions which are 
life changing uh, often what helps is uh, externalizing uh, the situation it's almost like asking yourself what would you advise your best friend about this particular decision and uh, when we speak to friends uh, about something uh, the same situation happens it's almost like we are externalizing ourselves and we are uh, almost uh, becoming part of the group and looking at the situation and that helps bring a different perspective and helps take a decision so so very interesting to see you describe that and uh, uh, loved it um want to then take this further i think you made similar decisions which are very interesting and that's that's the reason i really wanted to talk to you so you made uh, a decision few years back when you were part of another startup called nodarity uh, you were the coo there and you made a decision to start up on your own as a uh, as a consultant and before that you uh, left mckinsey to join nodarity so is there any similarity between how you made a decision this time versus how you made a decision while leaving nodarity or when while leaving uh, mckinsey yeah um see i think um, you know i probably have taken a kind of a no rather i have matured as a professional much like many people as they grow you know uh, over the years uh, what you are looking for in your earlier uh, you know jobs or uh, versus now but i think early on uh, much of the changes was uh around you know uh probably potentially around like you know having greater control over what you do over the role you play having certain level of flexibility and so on but uh, i would say you know more in in recent years the the choices have been around uh, uh, impact uh where can i make the most impact uh you know on a company on people right or, or uh, in this case uh, right around you know uh, it was you know you can say environment but also people i think you know when you build a company uh, ultimately the company uh, is all about the people that are going to be there so the opportunity to to build a, a, a high performing team uh, opportunity to kind of bring together a, a group of people who will all be passionate and excited about uh, you know solving the sustainability problem is something that i'm excited about so broadly i would say yeah i think Uh, impact really i think plays a far greater role today uh, than it did uh, you know earlier on in my career um you know i, I think i've mentioned also this other nonprofit i work with where you know which is the largest citizen response to covid in india so there again you know impact was such a big draw uh, being able to help people make a make a meaningful difference bring all the the professional skill sets around consulting right you know you know like numbers quantitative impact right demonstrative impact all of that matters but ultimately you know uh, making that difference i think is, is what probably drives a lot of my decision making now uh, but back in the day i would say when you shifted to independent consulting i mean it was amazing uh, uh, for the uh, the flexibility you had right you could you could take 3 4 months off in a year if you chose to and so on so i think those seem to matter um but uh, i think yeah you, but you evolve i think over time and and uh, those matter less and, and and making a difference i think matters more so so control then flexibility and now impact oh, yes very interesting very interesting uh taking a different uh, view on this um i would say that whatever you have picked up you have been uh, very successful at that with the goal that you had set up whether it was 
getting into McKinsey, whether it was growing Nolarity, whether it was your success as an independent consultant, or um, uh, I'm uh, I'm sure that the new venture that you're going to start, uh, or you have started, sorry, uh, there also this would continue. So is there, uh, are there a set of two or three factors that you would attribute um, your success to what mattered the most? Uh, sure, I think there's a couple of things I think I can, I can potentially talk about, uh, which I would say uh, has, has worked well and, and, and you know, uh, continues to serve me well, if I may. Um, I think the, the first and foremost for me uh, has been around uh, uh, assembling a, a, an awesome team, a, a group of people uh, with whom, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I have a genuine connect. And I've, I've seen that uh, doing so typically results in an exponential impact. And, and you know, uh, uh, I, we, are, we are able to achieve a whole lot more when you have a group, a, 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 a team that is close knit, uh, understands each other, and, and and really enjoys being around each other. So I think for me, uh, that has been uh, one uh, huge enabling factor. Uh, I, I've seen that multiple times. I've seen that in in, in Nolarity when when we uh, maybe assembled a, a really high performing team. Uh, I think the output we were able to achieve, the growth we were able to achieve, and the problems we were able to solve uh, as a team together was outstanding. I've seen that in independent consulting as well, where I've staffed really good, uh, high quality consultants on a team. Uh, you know, we, we have been able to far exceed the expectations of, of, of clients, um, build a truly collaborative uh, working relationship with clients and within the team and uh, uh, deliver uh, right, um, uh, the engagement. So uh, I've had some, uh, I would say, incredible experiences uh, when you, you, you write, you assemble the right team. The other thing uh, is that I, you know, for me works, uh, or rather, you know, I, I would say a factor um, that um, plays on me is, uh, is just my, uh, in a way you can say the attitude. I have like a, 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 a no nonsense, zero compromise uh, attitude to things. Uh, it's uh, it, it can be quite uh, frustrating sometimes to people <laughs> that work with me, but uh, but I, I I I try to make things black and white as much as possible, and uh, that um, you know uh, that no zero compromise outlook on on outcomes and eventually impact uh, is something that uh, I believe has has, has served well. Um, in, in many of the roles I've played. Curious to understand what came to your mind when you mentioned that it becomes sometimes frustrating for people. I can imagine uh, working with a tough boss uh, sometimes become frustrating, but is there any incident that came to your mind? Well, uh, see, uh, uh, I think, in, 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 especially in the operational execution roles, uh, Rahul, I think uh, there are numerous challenges, right? And I think in your Working on, uh, let's say, even if you take uh, cloud telephony, for instance, at Molarity, I think uh, we, you know, uh, we were at that time, you know, it, uh, we were, it was a technology that was fairly new. Uh, you know, we were bringing cloud telephony to India where voice over IP uh, is largely not allowed for in country telephony. So we're building on top of traditional PSTN networks. 
So there are technological challenges, there are some regulatory challenges. Uh, and in general, you know, I think and there was a, um, uh, what do you say? Uh, we, were, we were growing very fast and there, and there was like uh, lots of uh, demands on, on people in, in, in terms of coping up with the growth, delivering new products, delivering new solutions. So uh, there's always this, um, you know, I would say uh, thing in uh, entrepreneurial companies where there is a, a tendency to do a, a little bit of half-baked work, you can say, because in the, and kind of call that entrepreneurial and say, look, oh, no, no, we need to move fast. So there's a lot of tendency to churn out half-baked uh, uh, outcomes and half-baked stuff out. So I think in, in those environments, you know, kind of standing there and having to uh, uh, push the cause of, uh, what do you say, uh, high quality output, um, you know, high quality outcomes. Again, not for myself, it's ultimately the customer who's going to benefit from that because I think you want a product that doesn't fail, you want a service that doesn't fail when they need you the most, right? And so um, uh, being that, uh, you know, holding that uh, non-negotiable uh, bar uh, for outcomes, I think can be sometimes uh, frustrating and painful, but, uh, but, but it's got to be done. <laughs> And uh, in, in, so in many ways, I think uh, that's something that I, I believe personally for me uh, is a virtue that, that helps. Got that. So uh, are there uh, any habit, routine or ritual that helped you in developing um, uh, most around these two aspects? I think uh, the way I'll outline is that Aspect number one around success is uh, getting uh, a kind of people, a set of people that you would love to work with, uh, smart folks, driven folks, uh, who you get inspired by, you would like to work with. Now, I'm sure there are a set of habits or routines or rituals that you have created for yourself to attract such people to, to you. And the second then is that once they are working with you, you know that sometimes uh, it could become frustrating for them uh, because uh, you would want to look at impact from an end user or from an end customer perspective. So um, there might be a set of habits or rituals or routines that help you then balance out outcome with reducing the frustration for the team. So uh, taking these two separate problems, because I think a lot of us uh, are in a similar position where we would like to attract folks to work with us. And at the same time, uh, from an outcome perspective, we would want to manage those outcomes. And uh, at the same time, we would want to also balance out uh, uh, the uh, the environment which we are creating for, for, for the team to work with us. Yeah, no, uh, good question. I think, um, look, honestly, I think when it comes to teams, Rahul, uh, um, you, you cannot fake it. You really have to assemble people that you genuinely respect uh, there is uh, there is a, a, a connect. Uh, you, you you are truly committed to um, you know the, their their success as, as they will be to you, right? So I think uh, it th that is extremely essential. And 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 in a way, how that translates to some of the day to day is you know we we are friends at the end of the day. I think that the people that I work really close with, with closely with, uh, I get along incredibly well with them. Uh, and you know th those are people that you go out, have a meal, right? I mean, you heard, you know, you go out for drinks, whatever it is. I think there are these social, the, the, the socialization aspect 
is is actually an essential part. I think a lot of people say work life is different, social life is different, but that's not true. Uh, at least at least in my case, I would say I think uh, some of the uh, people that I work uh, share an incredibly close uh, working relationship uh, are the folks that uh, I, I I enjoy spending you know going out for a meal, long conversation, right, and and, and going out for a drink and so on. And I've seen that in, in, in McKinsey with, with some other uh, team members, right, worked with. Uh, it was not the customary, you know, once a week or once a month team team dinners, but but you truly spend, you know, time together, getting to know each other, helping each other out and so on. And I've seen that multiple times uh, during my independent consulting uh, as well as startup days. Uh, so I, I feel the, uh, you know, assembling this group of people, uh, right, who are genuine, qualified, committed, uh, right? I think, uh, and having this connection uh, within the team, uh, I, I think is, is ex extremely important. Uh, once, once you build that uh, in the team, I think, you know, I know, I think to, to kind of move on to that, the second aspect, I think then uh, it's, it's, it's not, I would say, the, the outcome or the impact we are, we are looking to achieve, uh, you, know, you need to be aligned on that. So you need to define that goalpost. You can't have a moving goalpost or, uh, you know, the, the team uh, needs to be aware of what is it that we are looking to achieve. So defining that goalpost and then just having a rigorous uh, uh, execution plan uh, is what has worked now. I know that's a little bit too plain in the sense uh, <laughs> it's rocket science to that, but 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 the uh, but the reality is uh, it it just works. Uh, it, it it really does. Um, everybody that's worked with me uh, knows about this massive Excel sheet I maintain, right? I think and uh, where like uh, the, the the steps needed to to impact or steps needed to outcomes are laid out. So like there is just absolute clarity, granularity on what needs to get done. And then we go out and get it done. So I I, I guess it, that's in, in many ways, my way of demystifying uh, impact and outcomes. So yeah, uh, I think. So the detailed work plan, uh, if I, in a, in a spreadsheet on the second one, and I guess uh, uh, what you're also hinting at is, the process, which is that if you're involving the the team in co-developing that work plan, then uh, the buy-in anyway comes in, they also believe in. And then after that, even if you are pushing for uh, the outcomes as per the timelines that were agreed upon, it's basically uh, timelines that were set by everyone together to bring that impact, uh, which, uh, uh, which helps in uh, uh, blunting out the push uh, to a large extent. Uh, is how I would uh, put it. And on the first one, what I heard from you is that it's that intent that you carry that 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 uh, that belief of building long term relationships and out of those with people that you like, and out of those relationships, some of the folks would end up joining you. Uh, so these yes. are two takeaways that that I am having on on the two uh, problems the way uh, you look at them. So love that. Uh, is there half, yeah. sorry not uh, interrupt but I think half of I would say like half of the investors the, the, the angel investors in my current startup are uh, these people from my past right who are oh, many wow. of them I worked with uh, together or my mentors uh, you know uh, in the organizations I worked with so I think and 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 I, I'm a true believer in that I think um, uh, 
you know, um, they, they, they believe, maybe believe in each other. And in this context, they believe in me and, 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 and they believe in the idea, I think, uh, right? But, but that alone isn't enough. So I think uh, those long-term relationships and connects are, are important. And both of them are such fantastic testimony to what you just said. Uh, you built those long-term relationships and a, and a few of those folks became an investor. They believe so much in you. Uh, and you also um, uh, were able to um, create that belief in a, in a teammate who not only took money initially from you, but now uh, uh, the person wants you to be a co-founder. So both of them are a testimony to what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this um, um, also uh, brought a thought to my mind. Is there uh, someone that you recall as a as one of the toughest challenge you had in terms of recruitment? In terms of recruitment? Yeah. Someone you recruited after a lot of challenges, or uh, was you would recall as this? This was a very tough. Um, uh, sort of a mini assignment for you to 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 recruit that particular person. <laughs> uh, that's a uh, good question, but uh, but fr frankly, uh, no. I think you know there are many people that I I, I failed in bringing on board. Hmm. Um, many times I think I've seen people with with ex exceptional talent, uh, but for you know whatever reason, uh, I, you know I, I could not bring them on board. Um, I think uh, this again, you know, tying back to what I said earlier, I think it, it the 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 connect uh, has has to be mutual. I think um, uh, you know you, you, when you you go through these series of interactions when you recruit people, uh, you find someone that you you think can make a difference, but that person must genuinely feel the same. Um, they must feel like they want to work with you. They want to be part of uh, your vision. Uh, for the organization and for the team so uh, you know uh, so yeah the short answer is no because uh, those that i brought on i think there was that mutual connect but there are several instances of people where i think i i i, I did fail to bring on board but i think that's for, for a number of reasons but yeah okay uh, so have you uh, christian created any kind of a routine which is about uh, building these relationships so outside of work is there like, uh, if someone were to develop a system to and apply what you just said, uh, then what would be a good starting point in developing that system? Hmm. See, um, I, I don't mean to. I mean, I, I, there are a bunch of things that 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 happen, right? I think uh, uh, around these connection relationships, right? Uh, you know, you. you you typically in, 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 you know, you speak to this person like a couple of times in a year, at least maybe more. Um, you, you are available to them uh, when, when that person is, let's say, faced with some sort of a, a, a challenge, typically professional, but whatever that might be, right? I think being available and, and being there uh, to, to help them tie through challenges or if they have professional choices to make change in careers, right? I think just being available uh, and 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 having that continued connect matters. But you know, I, I, it's, see when you when it's when you talk about friendships, it kind of happens naturally. You know, I think you end up communicating with these people uh, on some reason or the other. Either you seeking help from them or they seeking help from you. 
but in, in some shape or form, I would say uh, these connections uh, sustain. And, um, and, and I think they're also strong enough that even if you don't speak to someone for a year and then you go back and speak, you know, you kind of pick up where you left off. So I think that uh, if it is, like I said, a, a genuine... Um, oh, so actually I meant more on the discovery side. So I think some of us are fortunate enough to be in organizations where we meet great people and by nature of either the organization or the work that we are doing, we are in that mix that we are meeting interesting folks. But a lot of us, a uh, lot of folks uh, might not be in that position. And, and now as I look at it, uh, post-COVID, uh, we are so disconnected from even discovering uh, some genuine uh, relationship. So from that perspective, are you, for example, part of some specific networking groups uh, or something else outside of work that has helped you in, in that discovery part? Hmm, good question. Um... I think, I mean, for, for me personally, I think I've been around uh, in, in multiple roles and multiple organizations long enough that there is an existing network uh, that I, I get to rely on. Uh, there, there, there is, of course, the, uh, uh, the, the, the McKinsey Alumni Network, which is a fantastic network of people where uh, you, you, you continue to uh, tap into and there's always amazing uh, set of folks and, and talent you you run into, but but uh, uh, beyond that, you know, I, I wouldn't say that there's uh, anything out of the ordinary that I that I do, just because I think you know, over the last twenty years or so, I think I've, there's a fair, uh, a, a large variety of people that I've I've, I've worked with, and uh, have an incredibly amazing pool of people with whom I, I want to do some kind of work or the other. So. Anytime I have a need uh, on Wastelink, I'm literally calling uh, someone I might have worked with two years ago or like ten years ago, but but uh, but you know, and, and with whom I always wanted to do something, and then yeah, take it from there. So yeah, I guess so far I've been fortunate, I suppose, on that front. So mostly work-related discovery, and then after that, what you mentioned is uh, something which is authentic and natural, um, connecting with uh, the folks uh, at least a couple of times a year figuring out what their problem is and seeing if you are able to contribute. And that's how the relationship grows uh, to a point where probably there could be uh, uh, a project or a venture in which you might be working together. Mm -hmm. uh, like this a lot, like this a lot. So uh, my next question, uh, Krishnan, is uh, uh, slightly different from, I think right now we have been focusing on the uh, rituals, routine systems, uh, etc. that um, that have worked so far, but now that you have accumulated so much of experience, wisdom, if you were to advise a 10 year younger you, is there an advice that you would give in terms of what to do or what not to do? Um, sure. I, I think, look, I, if I were to give, uh, any advice to someone, let's say, you know, um, not someone, I would say to yourself, 10 to years ago. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, oh, there's definitely this. <laughs> uh, honestly, I think the one thing that uh, I, I, I feel like I should have done a better job of, and that's not related to work. It's, it's, it's a bit more around health and wellness. Uh, I, I truly feel that, uh, you know, uh, one should embrace that uh, far sooner uh, in, their, in their life than they do. 
uh, I think when you're much younger, uh, you're so driven uh, about uh, uh, careers, travels, and 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 fun that I think uh, a little bit of that that balance needed from uh, you know uh, wellness, mindfulness, and so on uh, is, is is something that uh, I truly wish that I had adopted in my routine uh, far sooner uh, uh, than I did. Um, it, it's something that just it, it ends up somehow you know it, it ends up not being a priority, but but uh, you realize it much later. And, and so ten uh, years back, since it's about you, I'm I became curious, so I kind of interrupted you. But you know what mindset you had at that point of time? It was like career. It was like uh, progress, promotion, uh, going further. So how would you give that advice? Because I think what you're saying is so true, so true that we should take care of our health and wellness much earlier in life. But it's also like at that point of time, the mindset is very different. So how would you give that advice to yourself? So I feel like, uh, you know, honestly, I think I feel like some of that uh, uh, that industry or, or, or the or the folks that, that write and, and talk about wellness and mindfulness, I think has, has evolved quite a bit. So, so for example, uh, I, I'll talk about this book I've read, which is kind of life-changing for me. It was a book called The Four Pillar Plan. Uh, Rangan Chaturji. Uh, exactly right. Yeah, that was a uh, in in many ways a life changing book for me. Um, uh, and for a consultant, it was a a, a messy approach to uh, a, a happy life. Right, I think it was <laughs> uh, it was beautifully written. Um, uh, every aspect of life covered, uh, and bite sized learnings. Right, I think it was just like it it, it appealed to me in, in an instant. Um, so I think uh, uh, being able and and and. Uh, I believe, I think that 10 years ago, I personally probably didn't have that kind of an exposure or uh, uh, awareness, right? Uh, other than, of course, people who are close to you telling, hey, you know, go do exercise, that's good for you, or, or you know, make sure you get your eight hours of sleep, that's good for you. I mean, there's always, there's tons of advice available uh, always, right? There's no shortage of that. But I think uh, that the content, uh, the compelling content um, or the compelling material that that appeals to you, I think there's there's, there's a lot of that now. So hmm. um, I, I do I do feel that people today I think should should be able to find something uh, that connects with them, connects with their lifestyle, uh, and and start incorporating elements of 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 wellness and mindfulness in their uh, in their daily routine. I'm sure. I think, yeah, uh, to, to that point, I think I already see so many folks uh, being part of this fitness movement. Um, when I myself, um, if I were to imagine 10 years back, I was not that involved as I see folks uh, around um, in that age group. Yeah. So yeah, you were saying something, you were completing something. No, no, sorry. No, I was, I, I was agreeing with you. That's right. I think uh, uh, things are much different today, and I, you know, I think uh, uh, I, I do, I do believe that if, if, if such material is available ten years ago, I think our life would have just been that much more balanced and 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 and, and better. <laughs> Super, completely agree. So, uh, I guess this is both a must-do and a must-not-do kind of response to uh, uh, what advice would you would you give? So it's around. Uh, doing more of stuff that is uh, uh, health and wellness inducive and uh, 
doing less of the opposite is there anything else that comes to your mind or is this the primary one that you would give as an advice to a younger you i think yeah that's uh, that's probably what comes to mind i think <laughs> say, uh, things have been good overall <laughs> super super so good to know that um a rapid question uh, for you so um what's your favorite book or podcast and uh, uh, what is it that you like about it you know uh, i'm i'm not in, into podcasts believe it or not I, i'm still not onto that uh, uh, uh more but i do read uh, and and it's interesting you mentioned uh, chip and dan heat i think uh, my uh, recent favorite is uh, uh, a book called switch mm. uh, uh, by uh, chip and dan heat if, if you have yeah. read that yeah i've read that um you know uh, i think again I, i i go back to my theme on people right i think as i start you know as i'm working uh and and in, in in a number of teams and now as i'm starting to uh, build a company as well i think being able to uh, motivate people being able to bring about change um uh, being able to uh, shape the company uh, right with the people that that we have around us is so important and so critical uh, i i love the messages they have in the book around these i think you know i uh, you know, i i i i love the uh, messages around focusing on the environment focusing on the systems focus on the structure right and and less on an individual you know typically an individual is not the problem it's the environment in which they've been placed or the targets they've been set or the you know uh, uh, the the roles and responsibilities that have been defined many of those actually can be uh, can shape someone to be a, success, a successful professional so i really love that book uh, I, i think there's so much to learn uh, from that book for everybody uh, who works with people and and uh, you know i think that's something that's kind of sticks with me right now it's yeah awesome choice i must say so i think one thing that uh, i love about dan and chepit uh, is uh, similar to what you mentioned about uh, dr rangan chatterjee uh, they not only provide well researched uh, advice but they also wrap it around some sort of a framework which is easy to easy to remember so whether it's made to stick whether it's switch whether it's decisive uh danith came out with a recent book called upstream all of them they would try to make it easy to remember and apply so i just wanted to add that small nugget that that's also one reason why some of the concepts other folks are also talking about in in their books but uh, when i read uh, books by dan and chipit uh, this is something which is which i found find useful in general yeah so completely i think uh, it's such a easy read uh, you you can't put the book down and there are just nuggets everywhere uh, right uh, in, in that book so uh, I, i would totally recommend that as a read for for, for everyone super this has been an awesome conversation uh, krishnan thank you so much uh, my last question uh, is um, um, where can people learn more about what you are doing these days um uh, sure I, you can find me on linkedin uh, uh krishnan kasturi rangan and and right i think uh, i would love to connect with people there um uh, and uh, if you want to learn more about wasteling please visit uh, wasteling.co that's w a s t e l i n k.co so yeah i hope to connect with uh, as many folks as interested in wanting to learn more about what wasteling does if they want to be part of that journey that will be fantastic as well 
anyone that's passionate about sustainability and wanting to build something special uh, in India, I think would be a great fit for the company. Super awesome. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, wish you both uh, all the very best. I hope this becomes big uh, in terms of impact specifically and hope you get all the resources and support that you need on the way. Excellent. Thanks, Rahul. It was lovely uh, speaking with you. Enjoyed the conversation. Same here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of the Habit Stack of Problem Solvers by Purplecrest. If you enjoyed this episode, please help support the podcast by sharing it with others or by leaving a rating or review. To catch all the latest from us, you can visit purplecrest.co. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.